This is the Mighty Quinn. Warning, you guys. This podcast is explicit. Yes. It is adult content. Yes. It's not for kids. The views and opinions are by us and nobody else. So, if you're looking for something without adult content, I suggest you go somewhere else. Bye now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Uinta Basement. This is the host, the Mighty Quinn, out here in Newer Land. Yep, that's it. We're in the armpit of Utah, the northeastern side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I bring to you a very special guest tonight. Very special indeed to me, Mr. Nathan Kelly. He is my cousin. He's my favorite cousin out there in uh cali out there and right out of san francisco and petaluma how you been i'm doing good Kev. it's good to hear your voice good to hear your voice and uh you know liking what you're doing right now you getting some groove going on down there in utah making a making an impact i like it buddy oh hell yeah we're trying to get out there and get our name out there and we're having a fun time doing it we ain't making any fucking money but we're having a great time <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always tell I'm always telling my five children, you know, it's it's a, yeah, who wants to be the richest guy in the graveyard? It's about making memories and uh, you know trying to trying to connect with people, my friend. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know it's uh, California is a uh, a different beast out here than what you guys have out there, but it's the same thing. You want you want to treat people the way you want to get treated, so you know it's uh, you find good people. Oh hell out here, so. hell yeah! No. Uh, uh, so what have you been up to? You know, I hear you're heading to uh, Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to we're going to go after a, uh, a six six month stint at my new job. I haven't had a uh, more than two days off, so my uh, my employer is uh, nice enough to uh, approach me last week and say instead of having three weeks vacation this year, he's giving me an extra week. So uh, he gave me some uh, frequent flyer miles. So it's it's nice to be appreciated, but we will be on the uh, beautiful beaches of uh, Waikiki on Thursday morning around 10 o'clock. So it should be good. I should have a, uh, a nice beverage in my hand. I think I might switch from beers over to some, uh, some hard alcohol and some, uh, Island drinks while I'm there. You know, <laughs> ah, I love get it. Some fresh, get some fresh fish and, you know, enjoy the family. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be hitting uh, Pearl Harbor. The second time I was there, but I the first time I was there, believe it or not, I'm a I'm a bit ashamed. But I didn't get to go check out Pearl Harbor, so I'm actually really looking forward to uh to walking it and paying some respect to uh the people that fought for us. You speak in the language we're speaking right now. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's so, an amazing thing that they have that. Uh, you know, I've never been to Hawaii. So, I mean, I've, uh, I've traveled all over the country, but I've never hit Hawaii yet. You know, it's funny you say that, Quinn, because, you know, I, out of all the places I've gone, I've, I've hit the Dateline and hit the Philippines, just being married to a Filipina and stuff like that. But um, Hawaii, for me, was the first time was right before COVID, and we went in January. And the weather was every bit of 80, 85 still, and it was, uh, you know, migration season, so where the whales were breeding and everything else. So uh, yeah. it was uh, pretty pretty amazing, even though it was off-season. So, no, I highly recommend Hawaii. It's amazing. I, 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 love, I love going there. Oh, it's it's uh, looks like a beautiful place. Uh, how is it right now with the uh, the coronavirus? I mean, are they still on lockdown down there because it's an island, or you know, I mean, do I, you have special protocols to get there? Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because we were not sure where we got twelve. You know, we got the twelve uh, twelve year old twin girls, or the youngest of five, and uh-huh. uh, we thought for sure that uh, that they were going to be pushing for the vaccine and. Uh, and my wife in the medical field and stuff like that with Kareem being a physical therapist, uh, we, we just, you know, we both got the shot to, you know, I work at a federal building downtown San Francisco and her being a physical therapist, we were both kind of forced with our employers to get the shot. You know, we really, at the time we were kind of mixed, but you know, it wasn't that hard of a decision, you know, on, on the flip side of it, I, I, I got the, uh, the vaccine that I felt that I, I wanted, you know, after I did my research, I went Pfizer, she went Pfizer. Yeah, Um, I I did Pfizer. Did you do Pfizer too? So uh-huh. I, I just, I, I had a re- really weird mentality on it. I kind of, um, I told my wife, I said, I really don't want to get it, but let's see who's paying the most of these vaccines around the world. And I tracked it down. They said, well, Saudi Arabia is paying 10 times over any other ML. That, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting the Pfizer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got the, I got the Pfizer with her, but um, with the twins, we thought they were, they were going to have to get the shot to go, but um we really didn't want to get them shot. I mean, they're 12 years old. They're, you know, they're just getting ready to go through the, uh, the female changes. And one of them has a little bit, and we just didn't want to deal with, uh, the shot. So we've been kind of, uh, leading up to going to Hawaii. We kind of been kind of weighing it out. Uh-huh. And it kind of finally, it finally kind of fell into our laps about the last two weeks that they said, you know what, all they have to do is get um, COVID tested before we go. And they don't have to, uh, get the shot before we go. So, um, as of the, as of the restaurants and everything over there, you just have to wear a mask going in somewhere how it was here in California mm-hmm. about a month ago. You have to wear a mask going in, and the minute you sit down next to someone, you can take it off, which is kind of ludicrous because you're sitting next to everybody that's not wearing a mask anyways. But I think you just have to wear it going into to, uh, to restaurants and stuff like that, but you, you can take it off when you go in. So that's kind of what we're walking into. It's kind of the same way when we went to Mexico, but nobody really enforced it. Like, hey, hey you need to have your mask on, but... Uh, you just learn from the, you know, the people that lived there, what they were doing. And, and as soon as you sit down at a table, you're like, oh yeah, all the rules are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, or, that, that or two or three drinks, that kind of changes the mask rule really quick too. You know, you start, <laughs> start drinking and talking, everybody gets a little looser. Well, so, and, yeah. and the, it's the same concept. We go to war over in, uh, in, in the Ukraine over there and, COVID over. You're like, oh, really? This is cool. So we're on to a new uh, thing. They don't even talk about COVID on the no- news anymore. So <laughs> No, no. It's, it's, it's small news. I, you know, but it's funny. I got a, uh, I just got a uh, email from work saying that, you know, that the uh, with working in the GSA building, the federal building downtown San Francisco, they're not following the rules. We still have to wear masks at work right now. So, uh, you know, we you get through it, you know. Uh, 
there's certain times though, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, if you're in a mechanical room or something like that, you're not, you're not wearing it. But the minute you get into the general public and stuff like that, you got to put that mask back on. It's just yeah. the way it is right now. And it, I think there will be people wearing masks until 2035, the way it's going. I don't think they'll <laughs> ever know? change. Uh, we, we live in a community with Native Americans and it impacted the Native Americans a lot harder than any of us. Uh, the Navajo Nation and, and the Ute tribe, they're really critical. And I mean, uh, one of the grocery stores out here is called Ute Plaza. Um, to go in there, I mean, they pretty much have a bodyguard sitting there, and he enforces uh-huh. the rules. And it's nice. I mean, it's nice, clean store. But uh, And I respect 100% when I go in those places. Um, if that's what they want, that's what they get. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to criticize somebody if they're wearing masks. I, hell, I've been an old insulator. When I... Uh, I cringe when I see dust. So it's like, oh, oh yeah. shit, let's put a goddamn respirator and 8210 on her. You know? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if we were wearing masks back when we first started using grinders and doing all the oh. fabrication work and insulation? We'd probably live an extra 10 years. You know? Yeah, I mean, that we, shit's going to kill me. I know it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just the way it is. But yeah, no, it's uh, but we still do have people down here. I'm I'm not sure if it's the same way in Utah right now. But you know, I'll go to work in the morning at you know six o'clock in the morning. I'll drive past somebody. They're all by themselves in the car and they got a mask on. I'm just looking at them like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we all laugh at that. Everybody laughs at that. I mean, it's like a common sense. It's like. Okay, are you just dressed for the day like uh, like uh, uh, somebody putting makeup on for the day? You're like, okay, I guess the, it mas- matches your blouse. So, yeah, wear yeah, that yeah. mask. Well, <laughs> wear it proud. It used to be, well, you used to be, you'd laugh at the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the females would be putting on makeup on and driving with their knees. But now it's the, you know, it's the people that are wearing the mask that are in the car by themselves. So, you know, they, they got to get out of jail free card for a little while, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're actually when we go to Waikiki, we're actually gonna be there for about five days, and then we're jumping on a little uh, a jumper over to the island of Molokai. Have you you know where that that island is? I don't. That so, sounds amazing, though. That, oh, it's 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 more of a uh, it's more of a kind of a, a it's a smaller island, but it's right across from uh, from Maui. You're pretty much looking directly at Maui, but it's a smaller island on the other side. Mm-hmm. And the house we're going to actually has got coral reef that go out about 300 yards. And, you know, you know, me being a reptile guy and, you know, and all that good stuff growing up as a kid, I'd rather spend uh, my time snorkeling in with the turtles and stuff than I would cruise around besides, you know, having drinks and eating good food. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Last time we went there, it's actually the island actually uh, is where they used to drop off everybody that uh, got diagnosed with leprosy back in the uh, in the uh, early days. No they shit. Were, um, we when we went there last time, it was pretty amazing. They were explaining to us the uh, the way that they worked it is they were so afraid of leprosy and how contagious it was. They'd drop them off in the water like a hundred, two hundred yards out, and they'd make them swim because they didn't want to go into the village because everybody there had leprosy. Uh-huh. So they said what the, uh, the the thing was is it set a trend for the sharks that they knew it was like somebody ringing a, a, a dinner bell. Uh-huh. So they said half, half the people, when they drop them off the water, would make it to shore. The other half would be shark food. So you know, you don't realize how lucky we have it with modern medicine sometimes nowadays. Oh no shit! No you know, shit! Yeah, but so yeah, so that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun trip, man. That sounds amazing, man. You got to include me in on shit like that, man. I, I'm 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 psyched. I know we had a bad experience when we went to Mexico, and but uh, we still had a great time when we were out of the country. It's just the the flight coming back, you know, it's like, all right, hey, you got COVID. Yeah. How the hell are you going to get back into the country? 
Well, I'll show you. I, I'm in Mexico. <laughs> there's a guy that's going to get me out of here. I guarantee it. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. You just got to have some big gonads in order to get to the right spot to get the right signature. I take it. <laughs> that last guy that but, shoved that uh, Q-tip clear to my brain, I looked at him, uh-huh. and he's like, you're negative, or you're positive. And I looked at him, and I says, how, <laughs> mu- how much for a negative test? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I ain't doing this shit again, you know. If he would have gone down another two inches with the Q-tip, he would have told you how late you're going to be on your taxes, or, you know, if you haven't paid a bill on time, probably, you know. Nah, he would have seen if I was pregnant, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. I don't know if you ever got tested with that, but I got it twice in one day, man. That is the most violation you know i've had cdls and you go in and see dr jellyfinger and he plays with your old nuts and that's nothing oh, compared, yeah. <laughs> compared to what he did that was total violation it, there, there's places in your brain that shouldn't be touched <laughs> well you know it's funny to say that because i got tested a couple times uh, you know down the kaiser down here in the, at the regular medical facility and you know my wife started she got approved to do it you know you know with the wife having the board and care she got mm-hmm. approved to do it for the residents were coming to visit visit their family because you know with going through the COVID at a uh, a care facility we had an rcfe which is a, um, a care home for the elderly and uh, we had six bed private bed and the family could only come and visit the window which is miserable you know you, you see a hundred year old your hundred year old oh, yeah. mother and you're visiting from a window and you can't put your arms around her at christmas i mean it's just it, it, it rips your heart out yeah um but my wife ended up deciding to make it easier so people could kind of kind of feel that to uh, socialize with their family is she is doing the test in house. Well, if anybody can picture my wife, she's you know five foot tall, cute little Filipina, but <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't do she doesn't do the Kaiser test. She, she wants to touch your brain, and uh, I kept pulling back when she was doing the test on me. And, and and I've never heard a five foot woman before tell me, but she says you are an effing pussy. She says I've dealt with old people, nobody else is pulling back except for you. And I said just a tip, baby. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's the great Nate that I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how are you faring with the daylight savings? You know what, Quinn? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know me, I'm a half a glass, half, uh, or half full, and, you know, every day is a Friday. I kind of, you know, I go that about. But it's the one time of the year is when daylight savings ends. I'm depressed for about a week. Yeah. But when it comes back on, I love it. I love having, I don't mind going to work when it is pitch black. As long as when I come home, I, I have daylight till six or seven. I have, uh, you know, 10 vehicles that I like to crank wrenches on to fabricate. And we run the, uh, the Rubicon trail every year. So uh-huh. there's always something to, to, to weld or to, you know, modify or something like that. So when it gets dark early, it's amazing how when it gets dark early, you kind of want to call it a night and highball sounds good and a nice dinner and cuddling with the wife sounds a little bit better than sitting out in the daylight and welding underneath the car and, you know, getting, getting hit with lag in your, on your arms and stuff like that. So I, I love daylight savings. I get a, I get a chance to kind of get uh, a lot more stuff done. Always got a project going on. So, you know, no, it's cool. How about you? You enjoy it as well, correct? I, I, I do. Um, uh, as soon as football gets over, I get into a slump for a couple of weeks and then I'm so looking forward to spring rolling around where it's cold here in the basin. I like to, um, you know, get out when it's a warmer day and, and hell, I insulated my, uh, podcast studio last weekend. I build a bar for it. Um, I'm totally just fabricating my she shed out here, (laughs) 
but uh, that's my first project. I think I got some tile projects, some landscaping projects in the works. Um, you know, it's starting. We're, we're starting to have warmer days. It's a uh, sixty degrees today, so I mean, it's not bad for wow. March. Yeah, looks a lot better than what we talked about last month, correct? When you were uh, oh yeah, yeah uh, you know? a week ago we were sitting in snow and and. I think we had negative numbers at night and now it's starting to warm up. So, yeah, you, you know, what, you know, what's crazy though, for, you know, being in California and it being, you know, 65, I could say 65, you know, 67 year round, if you want to kind of average it out, we took our kids, our twins to visit my wife's best friend in Chicago about four years ago, three years ago. And it was five below, which you guys are all, you know, yeah. kind of used to it, but you know, us being from California, that's, that's happened cold. It's a bite, and I'll you got you, humidity there too. Oh, it, it was. It, but I'll tell you, by the time we left that uh, Chicago, the kids we told the kids, "Well, next year we're going to go to uh, Mexico. We're going to go to Hawaii." They said, "No, let's, let's just go back to Chicago." It, it's amazing how it doesn't matter on temperatures. It's about good company. If you have good company, don't matter what the temperatures, you're on good people. It's kind of you know. I, I thought for sure the girls. You know, I, I've never been a place in my life that. We were delayed taking off because they had to, uh, what was it, wash the wings or spray down the wings because they had too much ice on them. Yes, I've been through that. I know, Ted. So, I mean, for me, I'm like, you know, I love Chicago. We had a great time, but everything you were doing, you're trying to find uh, warmth. But it's it's amazing how you get around good people, don't matter what the temperatures are. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've worked in, the coldest that I've worked in is negative 53, and that was in uh, Hayden, Colorado. And it was right wow. out, right out of Craig, Colorado, and uh, did you know I was working a union job, and they'd only let you work fifteen minutes, and then you went down to the heaters and got warm in the turbine rooms on the powerhouse that I was working at. Um, uh-huh. A majority of people a bell. They give you two hour show up time, and everybody had diesel pickups down there. None of them would start in the morning. <laughs> I had this old Ford. Uh, uh, probe, uh, 1994 Ford probe. And that sucker started 40 below. No problem. I was hauling all the workers in that. We were all cuddled <laughs> up <laughs> you know? and my water was frozen. My hotel room. I mean, and I begged to go back to salt. Lake. I, I begged one of the foremen back down there. I was like, you need to have me back. He says, it's not any warmer here. It's 17 degrees. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost 80 degrees warmer than where I'm at. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's like being, that's like being at the frozen tundra with the Niners playing green Bay, you know? And oh, it's, hell it's, yeah. You know, hell you're yeah. You're sitting there watching, you're sitting there watching that game. I, you, you, it makes you kind of wonder, you know, with those temperatures, if the, if the actual, if the temperature was, you know, let's just say it was in sunny LA, what the, te- what the score in that game would have been. Guarantee exactly. it wouldn't have been no 13 to 10, you know, no. it would have, but it was still fun to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. And you know what? I've played football in cold weather that's that's negative numbers. That football yeah. is like a rock hitting you. <laughs> it's it's not that oh, nice. Yeah. And having Jimmy Garoppolo and, or Aaron Rodgers throw that son of a bitch, it's like 30-06 hitting you in the rib cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes, a, it makes a crack sound when it hits, I'm sure. You think Garoppolo oh, yeah, is going to stick it out in San Francisco? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that they would be really kind of uh, 
naive and, and dumb to, to get rid of Jimmy right now. I think that, you know, I don't I think it really is a better, I don't think that there's really a better answer for the 49ers right now than Jimmy G. I mean, I don't see Tom Brady, um, you know, coming back to his childhood uh, hero uh, you know, stomping ground and uh, just taking over the helm. Well, I, I see him going back to Tampa Bay. And, uh, he, has to to. Business. he has he, to. He has to because he yeah, retired because well, he signed a contract. I think he signed a two-year contract for Tampa, Tampa Bay. Actually, yeah, three. Yeah. And he signed that three-year contract or something like that. And if he retired, yeah, it's it's done. But if he comes back, he has to play for Tampa Bay. Well, I think that they could give up a, a ton. Somebody can give up a ton of draft picks and stuff like that to get him. But they, they would have to definitely compensate Tampa Bay. And I think that his best chance is to win a bowl would probably be at Tampa Bay. Because, you know, you go to a new team, and it takes a year or two to get the they get the, the, um, the chemistry down with the team and everything else. I, I think that Jimmy G is, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say he's, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he got, he got him there almost. He's got him there once, and he, he was once half away from He saved the team. It. He saved the team. Yeah, Before I'm, that, and, we and didn't have the, anything. And the players like Jimmy G. I'll say in in the Bay Area, you know, it, it, it kind of is it, it, it kind of hurts a little bit because you know me being a Steelers fan, but you know I, I still support the local team. Yeah, is uh, you know is um, was Alex Smith. I'll tell you right now, Alex Smith was shit on by the San Francisco fan base here, and You're you know right. when he left, when he left. I wish that guy, I, I wish he won a Super Bowl just to kind of shut everybody up because it was so bad. It's different with Jimmy G. At least with Jimmy G, he's getting, you know, the, the team likes him, everybody likes him. He's not the escape goat. He's actually uh, producing, you know. He, he's definitely not Russell Wilson, but he's definitely, um, you know, he's got that potential, you know. If he's got, you get a good enough one or two more players, you know, all, all they were is one or two drives away from, uh, from being in the bowl, and then who knows, you know, I mean, who knows if they would have beat Cincinnati or not. I think the Niners would have beat Cincinnati. So. Yeah, I think we would have taken Cincinnati, but I knew the Rams were going to be a hard one because we already beat them once. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You get to know that you get to play them a few times, but, you know. Yeah. No, I'm uh, – it's uh, it's always a, a slower time when that football season ends. I think we're the same way. I think we both could uh, – sit on the couch on a uh, on a Sunday and if there's three good games I can watch all three good games I have to find a reason to uh, find a reason not to sit down because once I get started I can throw an eggs Benedict in front of me and a few beers and boom I'm going to be locked on that couch is that an old so, age thing I, I, I you know what I'm not taking fucking naps yet so that's a good thing but yeah you know what I, 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 I fall asleep I, in the recliner I, I, I ain't going to lie I'm just like my dad <laughs> Well, you know, not, not that not that much for me, but I, I do notice that you know, you know, being fifty right now, and you know, working on fifty one, hitting a milestone, I do notice that um, you know, Friday nights, unless there's something going on, I can stay up until two, two or three in the morning partying with my buddies. We get going, and you know, we're we're de- tequila oh, yeah. drinking uh, fools. We can go two or three bottles of tequila, but if I'm just with the family taking it easy, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm going to bed on Friday night. I'm not staying up as late as I was, uh, you know, before. So yeah, it's it's catching up. Yeah, it's catching up a little bit, but you know, I guess it's in a good way. You know, you know, every day that we have is a is a good day. You know, see, and so, I got thinking about that. I got thinking about that today. Fourteen years, and I'm sixty. You got nine. That's crazy, yeah. man. That life why, is why just out, blown away. <laughs> Your twenties, thirties, I just are uh, they're, they're the fastest I ever think that ever happened. And in my forties, they're just blowing past every day. Yeah, I think I think thirty thirty five up is just it's just it's just the 
pedal on the metal has increased. Wow. But you know what's funny is that I, I always remember being a, being an avid dirt bike rider and street bike guy and out, outdoors. I remember my parents when I was about 15 or 16 with all the accidents I've been in, in hell. If they, you know me better than anybody. If I'm a cat with nine lives, I'm on seven probably already right now. <laughs> but I always, I always, I always remember my parents telling me, you know what, you're, you're going to do what you want to do now, but you're going to feel it when you're older. And I always kind of laughed at that. And I'd say around 37 to about 41, it caught up, you know, and then you start getting the achy bones. And I'll tell you, I'll watch a, a, a program right now and I keep my leg in the wrong spot. Now I'm that old guy that I was laughing at on the couch and you know, your knees going out, you know, it takes 10 seconds to extend your knee out. And you're screaming and, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I need to get out okay. and start mountain biking now we get warmer weather, you know. I mean, now I got podcasting and I do that twice a week and, and it's tying up some of my time with editing and everything. And I was like, how am I going to get my mountain biking in? But it's got to happen. It definitely does because I'm I'm not getting younger. I, you know, I, I need to get out and start being spring chicken again. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, all we have at the end is our memories. We can't take nothing else with us, so, you know, it's, Oh, yeah. As many as you can. Um, I'm envious to see you, see you and your pop, you know, and stuff, you know, as much as I, I love them and stuff. It's, uh, it's amazing how fast this, this, uh, this life goes past once you start hitting the, uh, the forties, you know, and it's just like, it's like, holy shit. You start thinking about, uh, slowing down. I, I've never been to the point where, you know, I'm going 95 miles an hour. I got that new test, so I'm going 95 miles an hour on the freeway. I'm like, oh, shit, I better slow down here. I, I don't know if something happens, you know, and, so it's uh, yes. my buddy just my buddy my buddy just picked up a Tesla too that I'm working with right now and it's it's funny because he you know I I got it I think of the Tesla as a, as a freaking Honda Civic I don't look at it as a Tesla I look at it as a commuter car it's 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 a commuter point it's a commuter car for me you know and my everybody's oh he got a Tesla I'm like I got a Tesla because I don't feel like paying the fucking gas and I got I'm glad I got it when I got it but my buddy's uh, he he just got one too and he's down he's all you know if you do this you will drive on its own I'm like I don't want it to drive on its own so I. Uh, the last two weeks, he's been mocking me that I haven't done it. And he came into uh, today, and he says, man, there's a pedestrian on the center of the road coming to work today at about 6 in the morning. And, you know, he's looking down at his phone while he's driving and stuff. <laughs> he slams on his brakes going 80 miles an hour. So, you know, wow. there's something to be said, you know, that, you know, uh, you, you take separate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah that's it is. So. Those are awesome vehicles. And, and I talked to my dad this morning about uh, the Teslas, and he's like, they're not, they're not traveling vehicles. You know, you only get so far that if you are in St. George heading to Salt Lake, I guess, no, not St. George, Vegas, you've got to stop halfway and charge for two hours. So, you know, well, I mean, it, it depends. Like for me, I, you do have to stop, but everything is navigation. So it tells you the charging stations. And usually what I do is I look. And then I'll I'll plan a lunch around the charge. And if uh-huh. it's a supercharger, I can I can supercharge my car up in forty minutes, thirty five minutes. Yeah. So it's not that bad. But if you miscalculate it, I'll tell you I I was down to zero about uh, three weeks ago, and I've never been down to zero. There's uh-huh. a pucker factor. I'm like driving and circles going oh shit. You know what the hell are you gonna do? You're gonna freaking you need know, pull off the road and somebody show up the generator. They'll probably charge you three hundred bucks to to charge your car to get off the road it's just going to fully lock up and you're going to you're going to look like a horse's ass yeah um, it's too but, bad um, they don't have like an emergency setup they're like here's you a cell only using emergencies uh you know that's the difference in those hybrids the hybrids uh you know you run off electric and then if 
you got the gas to assist you, you know what I mean? So right now right. that's where I'm sitting at. It's like, oh, we're traveling back and forth to Salt Lake or this and that. It's nice to have the hybrid, and the hybrid gets 60 miles to a gallon. So, oh, yeah. you know. They're, they're, they're amazing. My, uh, my nephew's got one. He never puts gas in it or, you know, he's, he's, he's always gassing up. He doesn't charge it up. But I think that's the, you gotta at least have one vehicle that's got gas. You never know when the shit's going You know, I, I, I looked at my wife. She's like, she's, she's got a Lexus and, uh, she's like, Oh, you want me to get a Tesla too? And I'm just like, you know, I'm fine. If you want to keep the Lexus, I, I think she's leaning towards it. You know, California prices for gas. I mean, she's uh, filling up that Lexus and it's, you know, $110 right now. She won't put anything but super, super in it yeah and uh, so i think she's kind of leaning that way but we'll definitely keep a couple gas cars because if everything hits i mean what are you gonna do carry around a solar panel to try to drive around i don't want to be that <laughs> yuppie guy with a with a tesla you know yeah gonna ride with a diesel truck you know i mean it is what it is you know when yeah. technology's there but it's never fully going to be there no for us i i filled up and granted i'm in the oil filled out here but i filled up at 429 this morning is what what uh, fuel was for regular unleaded. So uh-huh. there is a big difference between there and the West Coast over there. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's not going to drop. I think we're in that situation right now that uh, the government is found a loophole to make us buy smarter vehicles. Yeah, they're forcing their agenda. They really are without getting into politics. They're pushing, they're pushing yeah. their agenda. And, yeah. and I think what's going to, I think what's going to happen when my honest take on it is I'm, I'm not the, the most book smart of all, all the, the people you probably have on and stuff like that. But my street smart, <laughs> this is my, a beer drinking my, my, podcast, my, buddy. <laughs> my, my, well, yeah, well, I'm telling you, you get a couple beers and I'm a pretty smart mofo, but uh, you know, I'm <laughs> feeling like it, I feel what they're going to do is they're going to bring it up to seven fifty eight bucks. And then when they drop it down to five fifty. everybody's going to say, Oh, what a deal. You know, and yeah, keep it there. Like, you know, we're at five know, bucks now. Yeah, so they're they're almost like they're kind of kind of playing a little, uh, a little you know, hide the hide the salami on us here. You know, really trying to trying to push what they want, and then they'll they'll drop it back down. We'll think we're getting a good deal, but it's still you know a buck and a half, two bucks higher than what it was. So yeah, it is what it is. Though you know, you gotta you gotta pay to pay to travel. It is a luxury. I'd, I'd rather uh, I'd rather pay for gas than be having to run from uh, from the uh, from Russia right now, like over in Ukraine, we are pretty lucky with what you have. You know, I'm, uh, I'm oh, pretty yeah. fortunate. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it definitely makes it. It definitely makes it so I don't want to register all ten of my vehicles, though. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> Hell, I got three, and I have to register the sons of bitches. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh, good God, man! Yeah, and it gets it gets me that you pay sales tax on a vehicle, and then you turn around and have to pay tax on it every year after you've already bought in the damn thing so oh, it's, it's crazy it's crazy it's going to get to the point it's like our guns you know we only register a few of them huh? <laughs> you know yeah what do you register what do you don't but um yeah no it's it's hard you know i it's just the way the uh way of the uh the government though and the way that they're, they're trying to get their revenue i know with uh with just selling that house like we talked about you know i I was uh, actually blown away with that uh the 1031 we uh we sold the business and we sold that sold our house or uh-huh. our, our investment house and and they only give you 45 days to re to identify three properties to reinvest or you lose a you know you have to pay the capital gains uh-huh. who in their right mind can flip sell a house and flip it and designate three houses in a bidding war market 
and try to close within, you know, whatever, a month, two months, three months, whatever, and try to make that work. It's almost like that it's set up to fail. I mean, either way, they're, they're setting it up so they're going to get their money. I mean, we were able to make it work, but I'll tell you, it was, it was a stressful 45 days to try to figure out what we wanted to do so we didn't have to pay the capital gains back and reinvest it in. And I think it's just kind of the way it's set up. It's almost like property taxes right now. It's, it's effed up, you know. I mean, if the economy takes a dump, and they'll reassess your house, but they're still going to want their property tax. They're still going to give you a high rate. It's not like, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. not going to drop down. They're going to assess your house, at, you know, what, what the market value is. They still want, they're going to say, oh, yeah, it's still worth 600 even though it's probably worth 430 or something like that. So it's, it's always going to be manipulated so they can get their numbers, I think. Oh, yeah. And our, our housing market out here is actually California market now, Utah is. So. I know. I've been looking on. I've been looking online. What the hell's going on there? I'm thinking maybe you guys are getting strip clubs there a little bit more. What's I'm thinking about? You know, investing some money that way. You guys, I'm seeing some <laughs> shafts out there for three three hundred thousand dollars out there in Roosevelt, and I've been out there. The horse flies take you off. Oh yeah, you off the quad in, in August. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Housing, housing. Uh, if you want an extremely nice house, you're looking four to five hundred, four to five hundred thousand out here right now um there's houses that are on the million dollar range they're on the golf course you know i mean yeah yeah so but yeah it's so high and and both of my kids they're jumping into houses josh has got a house and then my daughter she's getting into a house this year too so um congrats i'm happy because if i don't get them locked in now they're gonna have to rent the rest of their lives you know yeah it's just the wages are not up to par for what our uh economy's doing here you know i told you, the, you know you know the, go ahead go ahead i, I did it. the tough thing was i was just, i was hanging out with some buddies on the night before last we had a buddy about you know like five or six uh, fresh dungeons crab over so we're sitting over there talking i'm kind of feeling like the way that everything's going 401k crap compared to you know buying a house even though the market's high if you can actually afford the mortgage even if it, if the economy goes down at least it's going to stay stay up to the markets where you know you when you when you cash out if you wait to the right time but like with 401ks i just kind of feel like with the inflation and stuff like that i think i, th- I just feel like uh real estate's a better investment even though the market's blown yeah. up as long as you can hold on it's always going to come in waves but if you can hold on it's always going to kind of come back that's kind of the way i look at it i don't know i don't know how you feel about it i mean i got a mm, yeah yeah um but um 401k is a scary son of a bitch to me um, yeah, me too. I have a huge one. Don't get me wrong. And right now it's been fluctuating quite a bit, but, uh, I have never touched it. You know, I'm never taking a loan against it. I've just put nothing but more than money in it. You know, it's, it's my retirement plan basically, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, could pay the house off with it, but I'm just sitting back on it and hopefully it's there when I go to retire. That's the scary part for me is, yeah it could get wiped and you're like, Oh, they're at my retirement. <laughs> well, and they're, they're, they're just the unforeseen. You don't know what's going to go. We, uh, I just, I told the wife, I just, you know, I went non-union and you know, I work as an operator engineer downtown. San Francisco. We, we talked about, <laughs> and, uh, so I, uh, you know, great benefits, everything. The kids are all covered until they're 25, you know, unless they get their own benefits. I mean, dental, everything is amazing. And, uh, you know, but, I, I'm always, I'm always kind of on the flip side. I really wanted to retire at 55 and then maybe kind of do what I want to do, you know, maybe some fabrication on cars or, you know, kind of just do whatever I want to do, a handyman job or something like that. You can start so a I podcast. The, 
Well, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I, I, you know, I did my she shed in the backyard too. But my, the difference is, I got twin girls, so my she shed's yellow with uh, with light blue steps on it. So I have to kind of man it up a little bit, you know. I mean, I have to get the. Uh, I'd have to man it up a lot, I think. I'm looking around right now. but um, <laughs> Find cinder block but wall. Just, it looks like a prison cell. <laughs> you know, well, at least, that's the least you can you know, throw a cigar in your mouth out here. Everybody be laughing at me with where I'm sitting right now. They're my podcast in. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, no, but I called on that pension, and it was, uh, you know, like $4,000, almost $5,000 a month at 55. It's five years away, which sounds good. And I said, well, what if I go to 60? And they said, oh, it's, it's, it's almost 11. I'm like, I looked at my wife and said, oh, you're not. Happen to retire in a 55. You can go to 60, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she just yeah. added five years under my, uh, under my sentence. So, but yeah. Well, that ain't too bad, I guess. I mean, if as long as you feel young, <clears throat> that's a thing is I did so much manual labor that I'm actually starting to feel it quite a bit now. You know, uh, back, yeah. my back sore, my knees, they're starting to wear out and getting a little bit of arthritis in it. Um, but I keep exercising every morning just to push through, just to feel good, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a, this daylight savings kick my ass because I get up at four thirty and exercise, go sit in the hot tub, sit in the sauna before I even go to work. I have to be to work at seven. So it's a good morning, but it has to be all planned completely out, you know, not five minutes to spare here. And yeah. You know, I've, I've been doing that for years. Not that it helps my love handles or anything, but. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it, makes, it makes you feel good. You know, you know, when you work out, you, you feel better, you know. You I, I just, I notice as you get older, your limberness is not there. Like your jump, your less elasticity in your legs. And you're like, I used to be able to balance this. I used to be able to jump across that. Now I don't dare. I got to hold my body right, you know, so I don't break my leg or break my uh, ankle. So, well, well, for me, I start playing math games in my head a little bit. You know, I got called back into work about two weeks ago, and I, I got on the scale, and I'm, I was one ninety nine, and I've never been two hundred pounds. I was, you know, I, I was wearing high school clothes ten years out of high school. You know, I, you know, one hundred pounds ripping wood out of the shower. So I went down to the city and my, uh, my boss called me. He says, Hey, since you're going down there, just go out and treat the uh, family to dinner. So I went over to Bubba Gump's up there, pier 39, uh-huh. and had to make some dinner. And I got home and the wife says, well, jump back on that scale. And he said, fuck, no, I ain't getting back on that scale. I'm 199 <laughs> in my head. That's where I'm going to stay. So, you know, I, I just worked out the next day before I got onto that scale. Cause I don't want to hit that 200 mark, but you know, it's funny. It's, it goes to the, uh, it goes to the, the different places. You think when you gain weight, you know, from 150 up to 200, I'm going to gain it on my arms and everything. No, I got the Irish pot belly that, you know, it, you know, I, I, I look like I, I'm about four months pregnant, you know, it's, but that's just the way your body, <laughs> that's your I, but I, I get the love handles. That's where I get. It. I have no ass. I don't have fat anywhere. It's love handles. <laughs> So it's like all back. You're like, oh my god, baby's got back. <laughs> L.A. with the Oakland booty. <laughs> yeah, you got it, baby. So oh, that's funny. So have you sat down and listened to any of these podcasts yet? You know what, Quinn? I haven't. I've been, you know, with this with this new job. Believe it or not, you know, I was on Facebook a lot. You know, kind of staying in touch, getting in touch with old friends. But um, since I started this job, I mean, um. I, I started working at the, uh, so everybody hears, I'm working at the Court of Appeals in downtown San Francisco, which is actually the uh, very first post office um, in San Francisco. It was one of the only buildings standing in 1906. 
Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing historic building. They filmed um, some of the original Godfather was built in the corridors and stuff like that. Oh, cool. That. I walked I, it's amazing. I walked into this building, and um, I like I like old buildings. And um, I do too. The architecture, the, the architecture on this building is just phenomenal. I mean, it's it's open to the public. With COVID, they're starting to open up again. If anybody's ever down in San Francisco, it's amazing walk. I mean, it's it's the original courthouse and the original post office. Uh-huh. It's just absolutely amazing. But the the people that had the building before me, it was a ten year O and M contract. It works third party for government buildings through GSA and the people that had the contract for 10 years, they, they did the O and M, the chillers, the boilers, all the hydronics, um, just the, all the maintenance on the building, the fire life safety. They neglected it for 10 years. So when I came into the building, it's been nothing but a rat's nest trying to dial out. So as much as I try not to bring work home, uh-huh. I also have kind of lost a little bit of my, uh, my social time because I've wrapped myself so much into the building because I love it so much. And I'm That's finally cool. starting to get to that point that I, I have. I, I've listened to the bleeps on yours. I think I've listened to, to one. Um, but I, I would I would like to like I like your uh, the way you enlighten us. I like your oil field one that you did was just uh, phenomenal. I did listen to that one <laughs> when you guys talked about drilling. Oh. Freaking poop. Yeah, it's just a, a different a different perspective being out there in the desert. But when you're drilling the different spots and how far you're going down, and just all the dynamics of everything, when the uh, the, the camaraderie and the uh, that you had on that that one that I listened to, I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to listening to more, brother. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, we're having fun. Um, it's a, I guess it's a hobby now. It's like brewing beer. You know, I mean, I've uh, I got two hosts one that lives in salt lake and uh, one that lives out here and and we record mondays and we record fridays and we put two episodes out a week which is grown in the salt lake valley out there we're part of a pod community there's a uh, uh plenty of other podcasts that are uh networked in with us uh-huh so basically when you're a pod community you support each other you go on each other's podcasts and you make yeah. them grow. So we always, uh, you know, advertise. It's like free advertisement, you know. So. That's cool. I did, I, I did see the, uh, the one on the, uh, the girl that was uh, given the, uh, the sex ad advice or oh, you know, whatever Mar- that was. Mariah with the salty sex cast. Shout out to her. Yeah, I, would, I, I think that that was one that I'll, I'll listen to because, you know, as, as, as old or as young as you are, you, you, you know, we're, we're all intimate. We're all creatures, creatures of habit and stuff like that. So it's kind of, kind of cool to hear different uh, people's perspective on that. I always have the same perspective and people laugh and my pro- wife will probably listen to this and get pissed at me. But I always say, if you take a wi- uh, share with your wife every night, you're, you're going to have a nice, healthy relationship. It's not about being intimate, but it's, you know, it's about that downtime and just being able to sit and talk. So I, I think that that podcast for me would actually be pretty kind of cool just kind of to listen and hear that oh, perspective. Yeah. yeah. And, and I had to cut and edit quite a bit because I did it with two co-hosts and, and uh, it started off pretty rank. <laughs> One of my co-hosts, <laughs> he, he started day drinking immediately and he's like, I told you I wasn't going to day drink. And I was like, dude, I told you to be on your best behavior. Rated R, not X. And he's like, sorry, Quinn, <laughs> sorry, Quinn. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those subjects that sometimes people feel really comfortable. And, you know, I, 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 can, I can talk to pretty much, uh, you know, any, any age about that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they don't feel comfortable with it, you know, or they don't know how to react with it. And you have to be raunchy or whatever to try to, to kind of hide it. But, you know, I mean, uh, 
intimacy is a, uh, it can be a scary thing to a certain extent because, you know, after you're intimate, you know, you also have to be able to have a conversation, you know? And, you yes. know, I mean, there's, even if it's a one night stand, it's kind of hard just to run out the door. Well, this is awkward. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. See you later. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a unique thing. So no, it's cool. So, um, uh, we had a fun time. The, uh, um, I imagine that we will interview again. I'll probably do a one-on-one, which sounds horrible as far as a, a sex thing, but I'd, I'll probably go one-on-one with her and, and have a, an interview one of these days. So just, uh, just, to kind of settle out. Uh, the first episode that we recorded just so that it's a, a better recording. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm kind of feeling like it's probably listening to the first recording. <laughs> if you do go on YouTube, YouTube's got the full clip there. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't edit any of the, uh, the YouTube. <laughs> it's such a bitch to edit YouTube stuff, but um, no, we had a fun time. Um, I'm actually going to go out, uh, May 28th. She's got, uh, her hundredth episode. She's invited all of us and, uh, I'm kind of a VIP kind of guy to get out there and, and go and, and sit down and, and they got some ax throwing. They got a signature beer that they're making and, and just interact with the other pod community out there. Um, some of the guys will be there that, uh, I know. So it'll, it'll be a fun time. Riza, she's a hoot. She's got a hell of an education, a lot like my wife and you know, <laughs> we'll have a great time. So, Oh, that's going to be cool. You know, it's, it's good connecting. It's good to, you know, have that, uh, have, have that with the, uh, with the community, my friend, it, it really is. And, you know, it's, uh, is, is now you, is your favorite podcasting, uh, out of the, out of the, uh, basin or is it completely a different area? Uh, you know, I listen to quite a bit of podcasts. Um, I never listened to one until a year ago. I started and picked up, uh, uh, the other side of the beehive and that's out of Salt Lake. And it was a bunch of construction workers. I listened to a radio station. They had a little ad and they we're talking about them and I was like, Oh hell, I'm going to listen to that. So I picked it up, listened to them. And then it kind of branched out with a few other people. Now I've listened to Joe Rogan. I love Rogan, but Rogan's one of yep. those. You got to have four hours a week to listen to him. I don't have four hours sometimes. I know I'm in a truck all day, but I don't have four hours to listen. And it's only good if I know who he's interviewing. Yeah. But I actually listen to Steve Ranella every week. He's the meat eater on Netflix. Uh-huh. And the thing that I really like about Steve Ranella is he hunts, but he's teaching you how to harvest, how to cook the meat, how to pack it out and be a better hunter. And I like that fact because hunting is money and anybody can go blow a goddamn animal off the side of a mountain. But he's going to show you how to dress it. He's going to take every bit of the meat, and he's going to show you how to make cuisine out of it. And he brings in, like, celebrities. Luke, he's had Joe Rogan hunting with him. But to me, just listening to him, he, he brings in the rules and his view on wildlife 
across the United States. And I kind of like listening to it because that's what I grew up on. But Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, bro. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I'm definitely not as much of an avid hunter as you. I think I've, I've, I've harvested four deers in my life. I just haven't had that, as much opportunity. But um, I'll tell you, every, every part of those deers I've, uh, I've, I've, I've eaten, you know, I, you know, I mean, there's some parts that aren't as good as the other. I mean, the back chops are always good and, uh-huh. and everything else. But Jer- it's, um, jerky's always good on your deer. <laughs> jer- jerky's always good on your deer, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, I, I did do, uh, I did do a deer one year and, and it's funny cause the first time I, uh, went out hunting was with my brother-in-law and, uh, he's out here at smallest, uh, California out here by the coast and, uh-huh. uh, where we get all the oyster beds and we go out there and eat the oysters and you come down here and there. And, um, we came around this, uh, water pond and he's like, Hey, these, the deer are going to be right. We come around this, these bushes on this pond. He's like, you're going to be there to take a shot, you know? And so I came around it. Well, he's left-handed. He's got a left-handed on six. Uh-huh. And, um, I came around the, uh, came around the hedge and I'm looking through a scope and all I can see is fucking fur. I can't see the horns. I can't see it. And he's screaming at me, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Man, I shot that buck square in the ass. <laughs> the best the part too. In the ass. <laughs> you know i just god awful scream i felt horrible i went over and, and harvested but i ended up turning that uh that whole deer was about uh was about about 100 pounds of meat into uh into jerky and uh you know by the time everything's done i think i had about 20 pounds of jerky besides the back shops stuff like that and um i had a labrador for you know like you do that you know becomes a family member for uh, yeah. over 17 years i had my dog uh-huh. And I made a mistake when I got done with that jerky is I left that jerky out on the table. That dog ate oh, two or three full bags of that venison jerky. I've never cleaned up so much shit in a house. In my <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I looked at that dog like I couldn't even get mad at the dog. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know if I was more mad at the dog for eating 10 hours of work. I put into harvesting the venison or, you know, it was from cleaning up the dog crap. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I hopefully the guy that's training you on Rogan training, training you how to put the Ziploc bag on top of the freaking refrigerator and you get done harvesting and drying the shit out because I'll tell you, it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've had my fair share. I think I've tiled floors after uh, and ripped the carpet up after some of the great dog shits that I've cleaned up. <laughs> Good old laughs. Last, last night I was like, uh, the the daylight savings is kind of messing with my schedule. You know, I'm tossing and turning back and forth, and I could tell that the dogs do- tossing and turning. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, God, he must have ate too much or something. This goddamn room smells like a foul hot dog right now. <laughs> so instead of stepping in shit, I got up and, and let him out, which screwed up my sleeping pattern. But uh, I didn't have to clean up shit in the morning, at least. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh. You, gotta love, you gotta love those labs, though, my friend. You gotta love those labs. They're, yeah. they're loyal dogs. They I got everybody about two years to calm down, but they're good dogs. Yeah, I got an eight year old right now. And then uh, I've got a Boston, too. And the Boston, I've never had a dog that is so attached to you. He loves cuddling with you. He's a lap dog. He wants to be everywhere. He wants to throw a ball. He's just obnoxious, but such a sweet dog, man. He'd never hurt anybody. He can't. I don't think he could bite hard enough if he wanted to. But those Boston's are pretty neat. Pretty neat dogs. So 
Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They're you know it, you, you pay big bucks for your dogs, or did you get did you get like three quarters? Were they purebreds? What what did you get? Oh, uh, we got full breds. We got full breds. Uh, yeah, I got a golden, well, a yellow lab. Um, he's not papered, but he's full, full blood. They, I didn't get the papers on him because I quit breeding. Um, when I had chocolate labs, I just didn't like dealing with people. I didn't like dealing, having to sire and, and then all at once you had to pick of the litter and you had to deal with their dog living at your house for a day or two. And, and yeah. So, yeah. And then the, the Boston, I didn't want the Boston. My wife says, yeah, we're getting the Boston. Okay. All right. We get the Boston. And I was like, why did we get this lap dog? Well, it's not her dog. It's mine. <laughs> yep. He loves me. Yeah. Where are we going? Where are we going, dad? He's right in the front seat. <laughs> yeah, we, we went, we went from a, from a big dog at 17 years, that lab that was, uh, we, I, that dog would actually ride with me. I'd run the Rubicon on a street, on a dirt bike uh-huh. and, um, he would ride up on the gas tank and then, you know, and you're articulating off rocks the size of Volkswagens. you know, I mean, you know, there are some big rocks up there on that Rubicon head trail. Yeah. And he would get up on the, with me and if it got to be anything too hairy, I'd pull over and he'd jump off and then we'd go, I'd go through it and he'd jump back on there and. He, you That's know, we cool. had it. We almost, we, we had a marriage to where, you know, and, and it, it got to the point, Quinn, that towards the end, when he was about 16, and he got along with everybody, but uh, he, his hips started bothering him a little bit. And uh, uh, he would get, yeah. when we, when we go out four wheeling, like in the uh, rock crawlers, you know, we'd, we'd go out and uh, my buddies, I'd get four or five, I'd had four or four under that, I'd run that trail on. And he would jump up into the front seat when we get out to drink beers. And once he got into that front seat, He'd show you his piece. He'd be like, "F you, I I earned this seat, mothers." <laughs> and uh, my buddy, my, my buddies would try, and he 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 growl at me like, "You know what? Don't 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 f with me, dude. This is this is my seat. I've earned this." So you know, I'd always laugh at him. Like, Get in the back. So I'd be driving. I, I'd have three buddies in my rig, and they'd all be in the back seat sitting bitch, and he'd be in the front seat with me sitting shotgun. It was just a it's a cool feel. Uh, and I love I animals. Them. I love animals. Yeah, I yeah, keep telling I'm myself though. uh, I'm not getting any more after these two, but we'll see how that goes. I, well, you never thought you're going to get a you never thought you're going to get a lap dog. Now look at you, you're claiming that you're claiming your wife's dog, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know we like to travel, but I think our traveling is kind of slowing down, uh, especially with the fuel economy. But uh, you know, um, I think we'll get out more, but we just got to let the kids mature a little bit more to where they're like, okay, yep. Let's make a plan. Let's go. Let's go here. I think we're going to have to hit Belize one of these days. Uh, Josh's fiance is, uh, um, she's from Belize. And so it, uh, it's one of those that we might have to head down there and check out that country when this COVID shit's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're pushing for uh, New Zealand. I've always wanted to do New oh, Zealand, but wow, I'd love to yeah, trout fish, a, trout fish in New Zealand. That'd be amazing. I think I think the key is that when you do something like that, like for for me for New Zealand, is the way I told my wife is you know four or five months prior to going, I think I really want to work out and get in good shape. So like, like you're saying, we go fishing and go hike in the mountains and stuff like that. I mean, I. I can go cold turkey and play a game of tennis, but I hurt two days after right now, you know. So it's, uh, yeah. I think it's worth it. It's it's worth uh, doing your homework and uh, and getting in the right physical condition when you go there, so you can enjoy all the uh, 
amenities that the uh, the place has to offer. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I I hope that you have amazing time there in Hawaii. I really do. I um, appreciate it. I think it'll it'll be fun. I I'm thinking about you, man. I'm kind of jealous. I want to kind of crawl into your luggage and go. You know, <laughs> that way it's free ninety nine. <laughs> well, if anything, we'll send you an extra, an extra large uh, hang it loose shirt or something, my friend. You know, we'll we'll think of you. I promise. We'll, we'll think of you that way. <laughs> I, 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 I try to convince my wife. They uh, they actually I got a call the other day that somebody said that they do uh, they do boar hunting on uh, Molokai, yeah. and yeah. you can go to the edge of the island and go out there. And, and my wife's like, she's she's funny because it's like we were talking about with harvesting the meat. She's like, why would you want to go out and kill a boar and not be able to pack the meat home? It's like, yeah, it's a certain that's point true. I kind of, uh, Some of my fishing excursions are like that out of the country. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> So yeah, I know. So maybe we can go next time together. And we can eat a whole board together, and you know, maybe uh, maybe drain a couple kegs, huh? Sounds amazing to me. Um, right now's uh, the time to start putting in for Colorado for deer. I'm considering that. So get with me, and and uh, I'll look it over. Maybe we could start putting in the same area, and maybe have a little uh, fun. Go over to Colorado, and hey, we can get some buds. <laughs> yeah baby yeah baby nah. what do you want i'll bring the pharmacy with me huh? <laughs> uh quinn can't do that shit he works in the oil field <laughs> <laughs> hey i work in the government building this time uh, this podcast needs to be a race up no i get it no it's uh... <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing we uh we we i know you're ready to go we were we were getting lunch today and right now they're, they're all the homeless are in front of our uh, building right now it's, it's, it's amazing of a building that is inside <laughs> uh, the outside of it the minute you walk outside you feel like you're in slums they're all using needles and everything and selling um selling weed and stuff like that and yeah i told my buddy i told my buddy i said you got 10 bucks and my buddy looked at me and says, for what? And I said, I'm just messing with you. You passed the test. You know, we don't, we, don't buy stuff in front of the, we don't buy stuff in front of the building, all right? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you, love Nate. You it's good to hear from love you. Too, Thanks for the stand-in helping me out tonight so that we can get episode 60 out to uh, uh, all of our listeners out there in Nowhere Land. So, uh uh, yeah, this is, uh, episode 60. Nathan, does, uh, you want to chit chat with anybody? Can anybody follow you? You want to get out there on social media? Do you want to be found? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. There you go. Nathan Kelly, Nathan Kelly on Facebook. There you go. Um, this is the mighty Quinn. Uh, you can find me at, you went to basement at gmail.com or you went to underscore basement on the instagram um other than that only fans uh <laughs> <laughs> porn hub all the above this is episode <laughs> 60 it's in the books nathan thank you very much spaying new to your pets and we're out of here
Yeah, 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 yeah. No two vampires go out the same. Some implode, some explode.